What are the biggest freshwater challenges facing a thirsty world? There are bright spots. The UN's Millennium Development Goal to cut in half the number of people without access to safe drinking water has already been met. But there are still challenges in many places. Millions die each year from water-related diseases, and droughts and floods are among the most ancient challenges facing humankind. And with a growing global population, demand for water can only go up. Here to talk with us about water-related challenges around the world, Winston Yu is senior water resource specialist at the World Bank. He's also an adjunct professor at the Johns Hopkins School of Advanced International Studies. Uh, let's start with a quick overview. If you had to pick out two or three major challenges the world is dealing with in getting enough fresh water,、uh, what would they be? The water crisis that we hear a lot about is only partly a crisis of scarcity. If you look at water, water plays a constructive role in our society, as it's required for agriculture. Water is needed for cooling, for energy production,、uh, water for ecosystems, and of course, water for humans. But on the other hand, water also plays a destructive role. And you mentioned floods and droughts.、Uh, we have seen worldwide the economic consequences that floods、uh, routinely play on economies.、And、so the question is: is how do we maximize the constructive role? And how do we minimize the destructive role? People are pouring into cities all over the world. Places that were tiny villages 50 years ago are now massive cities that rival the size of the biggest cities in the wealthy world. So you've got those places straining under the weight of all these new populations, and people in rural areas still struggling to have reliable water supplies. Yeah, it's as the population continues to increase, and it's safe to say that in the future. The human population will demand more services. The human population will demand more food. The human population will demand more energy, and all of these things will impact the water balance. And you know, we only have a finite amount of water on this planet. And so, the real question to me is, is how do we best use it? How do we best distribute it? How do we best put it to its highest value uses? Winston, when you look at rivers like the Jordan or the Euphrates or the Mekong、uh, that flow. Through numerous countries, and each country is dipping in and taking out what it thinks of as its fair share. How do you make international compacts that don't leave the last country in the chain, sort of with a little trickle coming through? How do you dole out a resource that's shared by many countries? That's a, a great question, and that question is probably as old as human civilization itself. Rivers have always been contentious. And if you think about the difficulties we have intrastate in managing water, so look at the United States, look at in India, how different states are often competing, interstate management becomes all the more difficult. There's certainly good examples around the world where rivers have actually brought countries together.、Um, the Senegal River, for instance, in West Africa, three countries coming together to build infrastructure for the betterment of all three. Countries. If you look at treaties between the United States and Canada and how that has benefited both countries, water in some ways goes above the politics and the political rhetoric that happens. What are some things that we can do quickly and cheaply to do a lot of good for a lot of people if we had the organization and the will? What's waiting in the wings that we just haven't been able to pull off yet? When I think about what is needed in the water sector, I, I usually break it down to investments. Information and institutions. On the information aspect, I, I put a lot of importance on it because 
You can't manage anything if you don't have information. You can't operate your systems without information. The information base is often the weakest. I can go into some of the most remote places in India, and my farmer can tell me the latest cricket scores between India and Pakistan, but can't tell me actually when it's going to rain. So I think there are huge opportunities to better link information technologies to people and to help them, um, especially let's say in the agricultural sectors, help them plan their cropping, help them plan uh, their own investments. And similarly in the utility business, there are huge opportunities through IT uh, to have feedback responses between consumers and providers. Winston Yu joined us, the Senior Water Resource Specialist at the World Bank, also an adjunct professor at the Johns Hopkins School of Advanced International Study. You've been listening to The Global Water Challenge on America Abroad. Visit us online at americaabroad.org to sign up for our monthly podcast and listen to past programs. Be sure to take a look at our featured photo essay on water in northern Kenya, by photojournalist Jonathan Kalin. Join us on Facebook and Tumblr, and let us know your thoughts on Twitter at America underscore abroad. The Global Water Challenge was produced by Joseph Browdy, Linda Gradstein, Constanza Lech, Jim Luce, Michael Ree, and A.C. Valdez. Additional production help was provided by Flawn Williams. Steve Martin is our Director of Programming and Station Relations. I'm Ray Suarez, this is America Abroad from Public Radio International. Support for this program is provided by Qatar Foundation International, connecting cultures for global good. Support also comes from The American Interest, a magazine devoted to illuminating America's global role, and from this station and Public Radio International stations nationwide, and is made possible in part by the PRI Program Fund, whose contributors include the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation. PRI. Public Radio International.